Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. That's right, citizens of Perfectville and Doll fans everywhere find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. That's right, golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 550, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50%. 50%. Bet Online, where the game starts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your undefeated first place Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network streaming on Sirius XM and TuneIn Radio. I am Sam Marku, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Samuel, we're 2-0. and I said before, uh, if we were 2-2 two and two after this four-game stretch, I'd count that as a win. I'll get into it later in the show why I'm even happier. Uh, just uh, a little teaser, just based on the schedule. But 2-0, and Sam, an epic comeback for the ages at home. Left for dead at halftime. Uh, I thought of you mid-game and held back a tweet, which is fantastic. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad I did. And uh, we came out and just played... Uh, unbelievable football. I mean, they're comparing it to the the Marx Brothers and Marino. Um, we're in top five power rankings. This is just it's it's exactly what we hoped for, Sam, and it's exactly where we wanted to be. Yeah, I I'd mentioned on the Finstant Reaction Show that this offense that you saw in the second half of this Baltimore Ravens Miami Dolphins contest in Baltimore, by the way, uh, Miami wins forty two thirty eight. In case you were wondering, spoiler alert for maybe one person out there. Uh, this is the offense that we thought of in our mind's eye. This is what Miami Dolphins thought of when we got Tyreek Hill, when we got Mike McDaniel and paired him with Jalen Waddle, Mike Isiki, and of course, Tua Tungabailoa. That offense, five touchdowns in the second half, four in the fourth quarter, coming from behind. Now that's something that is new for this generation of Dolphins fans. We can play with a lead. We can maybe come back from three or seven, but coming back from 21 points in the fourth quarter against a very, very good Baltimore Ravens team, Chris, unheard of. So much so that it's what been 0 and 710 for the last 710 times that this has happened where somebody's been down by 21 points in the fourth quarter. We broke that streak. Uh, just, I mean, there's so many different narratives and superlatives and everything else that we need to talk about in this game. But just in general, holy shit, what a comeback, what a victory, what a team, 2-0. Yeah, shout out to my uh, baby brother, Brett, who uh, said we fucking suck and left my house at halftime. Um, and then lo- love to, then he calls us at the end freaking out and he has been permanently banned from the establishment uh because clearly it's it's him uh shout out brett nice job dumbass um 
we're all jumping around celebrating because we didn't quit on our team. Like it, it, it was, it was fantastic. Sam, holy shit is a perfect way to explain it. Um, there was no quit. Uh, one thing I loved about the team, and I think this is Mike McDaniel, um, is n- there was no yelling and bickering and arguing. There's no heads being held down. Um, the defense was giving up play after play after play, um, but still came out and fought in the fourth quarter. A lot of times, Sam, uh, we give up a touchdown at that last drive, right? Yes. We held, held Tucker to a 50-yard field goal. And and we're thinking, old school Miami Dolphins fans are thinking, oh, maybe, maybe we can get in field goal range, tie this thing up, go to overtime. No. We go out there, run the ball when we didn't expect it, and Chase Edmonds has his huge run. And instead of like two runs and a powder, pow, you know, pile of dust and kicking the field goal, fuck that, we're coming to win, baby. And it, it was just incredible. You even go back to that play, the game winner to Waddle, and watch Liam, Liam Eichenberg and watch him work back past Tua to get his blind side as he could step up and make that game-winning throw. It's just collection effort of, of holy shit, Sam, is the best way to put it. Yeah, I'm you know sorry to excommunicate your brother, but you have 17 others, so you'll be fine. You have plenty of brothers. Just next man up, you know. Just have this. this <laughs> next how it goes. man up. Next yeah. man up. Now, one of the things that Mike McDaniel said, and you're right, this is Mike McDaniel. He came out in his press conference and said, you know, we played with a lead week one, and I challenged this team. I want to see what we do when we have some adversity. And uh, he joked, you know, obviously they took me way too literal. You know, you never want to be in a position where you're down. What? Uh, 28 to seven at the half. I mean, that's not ideal. And you don't want to do that too often. And credit to the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, uh, Rashad Bateman, and, you know, Devin Duvernay and everyone else, Mark Andrews, you can't forget about him. I mean, those are the guys. That's a very, very, very good team. And I do think on some level, maybe not all luck, but there's a little bit of luck involved there. But the defense finally showed up when they did. And uh, this is the game that you wanted from Tua Tungavaloa. Six touchdown passes. Six, Only Dan seven. Marino and Bob Greasy have done that in a single game for the Miami Dolphins at the quarterback position. Those two are Hall of Famers. Really good position to be in if you're Tua Tungavailoa. Also, I know he was hurt last year and he missed a bunch of games, but it took him till week 13 to get to six touchdown passes last year. He's at seven overall. He had six in this game. He's leading the league in yards. He's leading, I think, tied for second in touchdown passes. I mean, this is the Tua Tungavailoa that is justifying that fifth overall pick. And oh, by the way, on top of all those, he's winning games. And there's just not a whole lot you can do um, to combat that. I mean, if he's if he's a he's a bona fide winner. And we beat a very good Baltimore Ravens team on the road. 1997 was the last time I've, I've quoted that multiple times that we've actually won in Baltimore, never won in that stadium. And it's 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 a bizarre feeling to be in this position. I wasn't even afraid, Chris. So Justin Tucker kicks that field goal. And by the way, uh, your brother Brett and I are very much alike. Halftime comes and everybody knows I don't watch the game live because I am the jinx. I understand that. Halftime comes. I'm like, I got shit to do. So I go to Target, Chris. I go to Target with my family to go shopping for all the crap that I need. I knew pots and pans. I needed, uh, I don't know, like a Bunsen burner, whatever it is I needed for my house. And all of a sudden, I can see the text and I can see the things happening on my phone. And people are like, oh, my God, are you watching this? Like, no, I'm not. And they're like, good. Stay away. Stay away from wherever you are. (laughs) Do not watch this game. So I had to watch it on delay because obviously something was happening. So I was a little bit behind everybody else, which is why I was so quiet on Twitter until shortly after the game, just because I needed to play catch up. Um, But I'm curious to know what your tweet was that you deleted. We'll get into that in segment number two with elite tweet delete tweet because clearly you deleted before you even had a chance to be deleted here on the show but man what a game Jalen Waddle, 170 plus yards two touchdowns on what 11 receptions 
Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 190 yards, two touchdowns. That 190 yards, Chris, by the way, and for Jalen Waddle, career highs. So everything Tyreek has done in Kansas City, never had a game quite like this. Week two, Miami Dolphins. Sam, right now, as it stands, uh, Tyreek Hill's leading the league in receiving yards and Waddle's number three. Uh, I think that that stat stands out to me because I think we fully expected, and I think a lot of fans did, and even like fans of other teams, that those guys obviously are going to garner a lot of attention. And it's going to be a lot of Cedric Wilson, a lot of swing backs to the running backs, and a lot of passes to Mike Kosicki. We're coming into these games, Sam, and the defense knows we're throwing it to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and they're still top three together, leading the league to us uh, dishing it out. Amazing throw to Gasecki uh, for a touchdown, which who by the way made just an unbelievable catch and play to keep his feet in bounds. Um, the fact that so many people ate and that Tua had 199 and four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, Sam. Uh, we put up a 40 burger. I, I asked on Twitter, and the last time we did that was a 49ers to his rookie year, yep. but that was still few and far between. I mean, we're not doing that all the time. We're not used to that, but guess what? To win in this NFL, sometimes you got to win a shootout and to do it on the road against Lamar Jackson, who was playing out of his fucking mind, by the way, is just, it's so different, Sam. And I, I'm going to, we just need to name this episode. Holy shit. Because just this, I mean, that's all you can say because it's a not normal for us and B it, it's really nice. It's really nice to have this and have the national attention to his rank. You know, the team's rank to got AFC player of the week for the first time in his career. I mean, this is just, uh, Dude, I mean, like, if I wasn't hosting a podcast and a professional, I'd probably get emotional right now. Like, it, it really is. And I know we're only two games in, and I know we can lose a bunch coming up, but it's what we expected and wanted when Mike McDaniel was at higher. He just brought that juice to the press conference. He brought that swag and that confidence and that brightness and knowledge. And you thought, man, these guys, this is something so different. There's even people talking about, like, if that's Flores, two of them got benched at halftime, and this never happens. So, to see a coach get the most out of his player, Sam, as a coach myself, you knew as well, to see that and see them excel, that's just all you want, man. And the future's so bright. And guess what? You can't win them all unless you win the first two, and we've won the first two. Well, you know what this reminded me of, too? Like, you've probably done this as a child. I think anybody who's watched any sports team and their team has been behind has done this. We're like, you know, you're down by multiple scores late in a football game. Hell, we probably do this as adults, quite frankly. But this reminded me of, like, when your team is down multiple scores and you're like, all we have to do is have a quick strike touchdown and then get the onside kick and then get another quick strike touchdown and then have a three and out and then use our timeouts and get another touchdown. And we're right back in this. That's literally the kid fantasy of a comeback for football. And that's what happened in this game. It was like every Miami Dolphins child fantasy of a comeback win rolled into this fourth quarter and unbelievable. I mean, this fourth quarter is up there with anything Marino did, quite frankly. It's up there with anything Bob Greasy did, certainly. And it's it's going to be at the end of his career. This will be a game. If it's not the game, it will be one of a handful of games that people will point at and say, this defines Tua Tungavailoa as a quarterback and as a player. And this is number one. This trumps the Arizona game at this point. This is number one on the list in terms of professional quarterback appearances by Tua Tungavailoa. This is it right now. Yeah, everybody's saying uh, that's Alabama Tua. We finally got to see Alabama Tua. And it's the confidence, Sam. And it's it's the swag that he brought out to the field. And the throws he were making, uh, I, I keep seeing this narrative, and I want to squash it really quick, is that uh, they're just running open. I could hit that guy, okay? 
you didn't watch the game because if you watch the game, there's throws and the things he's doing with his footwork and with his eyes, that is just surgical, Sam. It's surgical. Um, and it was just a blast to watch. I mean, he struggled in the beginning. One under interception, maybe not his fault. The other one waddles down there somewhere. We he, you're going to make it was a, a bad decision. Mistakes. Look, yeah. it was a bad decision, but I mean, he overcame it quite frankly. Absolutely, some of the throws he was he was making, Sam, and the decisions to check down when he needed to and to throw it over the middle when he needed to and to throw it deep when he needed to. Um, just exceptional football, and it's got. You're right. We're going to go back in ten years and literally come circle this game and say that's the game that turned Tua around, turned him on, plugged him up in turbo, and sent him into the NFL for the rest of his career. Because honestly, that's a game you build on as a player and as a team. Yeah, and it also proves to everyone else that we can do this. So if you go down again, and we have the Buffalo Bills coming up, which we'll talk about ad nauseum here before too long, and you go, okay, we're not out of it. You know, we have the opportunity to come back because we've seen it. I mean, Baltimore, yeah, they're not as good as Buffalo, but Baltimore's a damn good team. That's a playoff team. My prick to take the AFC North altogether. And uh, we went out there and we beat them. Like, we didn't stop them, but we beat them. And there's a difference there, and that is the difference. And that is something that did not happen for the Miami Dolphins in the past. You always had to rely on this defense and a little bit of offense. The offense picked up the defense, and that's a sign of a good team right there. Uh, my favorite touchdown. So there was there was a lot. Obviously, Tyreek, Jalen, those are amazing touchdowns. You can make the case that Mike Isicki, where he threw it way up top, and Mike Isicki jumped to Mars to get that ball and bring it back down and somehow get both feet in, and then did the worst gritty dance I've ever seen in my Horrible. life. Horrible. Horrible, Mike. Here's my favorite of the, of the game. It's the River Craycraft one for a number of, of reasons. Number one, River Craycraft was on the practice squad. He was a late call-up day of. So him to get a touchdown in the NFL has got to be me- memorable, right? Because he's part of this comeback. That's his first NFL touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Number two, that play when Tua felt the pressure coming from the from the opposite side and did a spin move to get away from it and get himself open and get the ball to River, who worked his way back, was amazing. Shout out to Nick Hicks, Tua's trainer, who actually showed that he practiced that, Chris. That wasn't just ad lib out there on the field. This is a situation that he said, well, look, if this happens, this is how I'm going to get out of it. He applied what he practiced in the game and the result is a touchdown. And best of all, Chris, of that entire play, if you go back and watch it, Mike Gesicki gets blasted by a defender and goes tumbling ass over tea kettle and kicks a Baltimore Ravens photographer right in the face. And as excited as it was to watch River Craycraft and Tua Tungavailoa work their magic for the score, I went back and rewatched that about four times and laughed my ass off at Mike Gesicki going whoop, 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 over, 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 kick the photographer in the head and everyone's celebrating the touchdown and Gesicki's just like, please don't sue me. Yeah, he's like apologizing to the guy. River is a good one. I got one too, and it's not the one you expect either. And it's the first one to Jalen Waddle. Um, and it's because of the line. If you watch, first of all, holy shit. Oh, Sam, like I just think I remember this. My nipples are hard. Um, chills just went up my sternum. Alec Ingold. O M fucking G. That guy. Just proved in that game why Mike McDaniel has a fullback in his offense. The way he blocked down the field for Jalen Waddle's long play, the way he blocked on run plays, he was just straight like rhino ramming dudes, knocking them on our ass. He had like three or four pancakes. Um, unbelievable job, like incredibly unselfish. I saw everything why the Raiders fans loved him and why he was a captain. What a fucking underrated signing that's going to end up being. 
great job from him. But back to the touchdown, Jalen Waddle catches the ball and we got Armstead out there blocking Liam Eichenberg out there blocking on the, on the quick screen to him. Perfect throw way to read your lineman and get in there. It's just, (laughs) there's so many ways we scored Sam. And there's so many different route tree or routes that we did that it's impossible, not hard. It's impossible to cover all of it. Yeah. It is because you never know what you're going to do. And they said it before the season, Sam, They're, they have so many plays out of like one formation and they have, and, and there's so many different ways they can attack you and the routes that they run and the way Tua used his eyes on the one with Ingold blocking down the field to Jalen Waddle, where he looked left and that safety was cheating to, um, Cheetah side where Waddle did a sick move on Queen on the out route. The dude stumbles because he yeah. duked him so bad. And Tua has the wherewithal to get right over the hand of the guy and he can catch and run. I, I think Waddle in two games has more yak than he did all of last year. He had that one big one against Carolina, but other than that, it was a lot of like out routes, hitch routes, tackled immediately, got the first down. Mike McDaniel's getting them in space, and it's fucking beautiful to watch. I mean, even Chris Sims has come out and said, wow, this Miami offense is fast, and Mike McDaniel knows how to exploit that quickness and that speed by putting them in situations where even off the jump, like as soon as the ball snapped, the defense is already at a disadvantage, and a second later, the receivers are 12 yards behind them. So, I mean, how do you defend that? I don't know that you can. I mean, now there's other areas that defenses are going to have to adjust to, but that's just it. You cover Jalen and Tyreek. This game proved you can just get the ball to River. You can get the ball to your running backs. You can get the ball to Mike Kosicki, who had a really good game. I mean, that's kind of what you want from Mike Kosicki in this game. Five catches, 51 yards, and a tug. I mean, that's that's something that you have to absolutely tug as a touchdown, Chris. Have you never heard that? Oh, absolutely. I love when Mike Gusecki gets tugged on the field. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's a thing. Okay. It's a thing. Is that like, is that like, like tutty, like a tutty or like, you know, tutty is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, But, but a tug is a touch. That's fantasy football jargon. I can't believe you don't know that, but uh, maybe we'll talk about. Have you seen my my fantasy football (laughs) knowledge? Not a lot of tugs going on there. Yeah. 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 I agree. But uh, no, it was just a fantastic game. And, you know, you look at all the stats and everybody else has broken down everything, every which way from Sunday. So I don't know that we could do anything, any justice or, or, or uncover any other nuggets other than my gut tells me, Dolphins fans everywhere are just excited and happy. And the narrative, we've been talking about the narrative since Mike McDaniel came in here, and it was all for naught if we came out here and just shit the bed. And you know what? He's done everything but that. The narrative is the same. He's changed the culture. He's changed the national narrative about the Miami Dolphins. It's nothing but praise. I mean, it's it's like you want to take these people that have been critiquing Tua, that have been critiquing the Miami Dolphins, and just tell them to shut up. It's too late. You can't jump on the bandwagon. You know, you want to have that selfishness. But I got to tell you, man, it feels good. It feels like what I think, uh, you know, like like a Dallas Cowboy or New England Patriots fan has felt like for like, you know, three decades where it's just nothing but praise all the time. We're absorbing all of it here in the first two weeks. Yeah, shout out to Sam Acho and um, Dan Orvlosky, who have been uh, princes of Tua, so to speak, in national media, and now are, are just screaming from the rooftops. Quick story, Sam, before we go on the segment, too. Um, man, <laughs> I love living in Carolina Panther country right now. It, work is fun. I had a buddy today, Chris as well, uh, in the break room. And you listen to this, Sam. You want to talk about like, oh, yeah, been there, done that, buddy. You know what he said to me and and everyone listening, get ready. Cause you've said these words. He said, man, it's so boring watching my Panthers. We just check down and hand off. God, it's so fun looking at teams like yours and Arizona 
throwing it down the field and being exciting. That's cool. Quote, you guys are a playoff team. Let's fucking go. Let's go. We're converting Panther fans. Keep pounding, baby. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. And then, uh, you know, get that fin all the way up afterwards. But uh, you're right. You know, you can't top that. So that's the review. The Baltimore Ravens lose. The Miami Dolphins win. We're 2-0. We're going to go into elite tweet, delete tweet. Because it's not just Chris. It's not just Sam. It's all of you out there. The good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to review all of it right after these words. And we're back. Christopher Christopher Colin, Samuel Marco. Welcome to Perfectville, part of the Believe Network. And uh, we're just talking about the Miami Dolphins stunning the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore for the first time since 1997. You got Chris's thoughts. You got Sam's thoughts in segment number one. It's time to get all your thoughts here. Elite tweet, delete tweet. You guys know the rules. Christopher Colin, are you ready? Born ready, buddy. This one comes from Lamar Jackson. Yes, that Lamar Jackson at LJ underscore whatever the hell. Good shit at Miami Dolphins. Ravens, we go and bounce back with that little kid from the Yankees with the respect uh, hat there. Uh, Elite tweet or delete tweet from the losing quarterback on Sunday, Lamar Jackson. Samuel, I mean, come on. We just talked in segment one about how nice this is having the national attention. You've got one of the best players in the NFL that been through a lot of really good games that has played in a lot of playoff games and had a lot of battles. And for him to tweet good shit Miami and respect Come on, that's elite tweet all day. And it's exactly what we're talking about. Not only are we as Dolphins fans excited and 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 respecting what we're seeing, the opponents are, and that's the most important. So that's that's huge stuff, man. Game recognized game. It's 100 percent elite. Well done, Lamar Jackson. Please never play us again. All right. Uh, this comes from a dolphin named Snowflake at Senator underscore Dan. Breaking. The Miami Dolphins are stuck at the airport trying to fly back home. Apparently, the plane can't take off because Tua and Coach McDaniel's balls are too heavy and are weighing them down. Elite tweet. What elite tweet? Elite tweet. Throw the duffel bags off. We have to make some space for the, uh, oh, man, I love the memes of McDaniel with the balls in the uh, wheelbarrow. Uh, 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 Randy Marsh from South Park. Shout out to Randy. Uh, Shirley. Shelly, um, great stuff, man. That's a lead tweet for sure. It's a lead tweet. And you know what's interesting about this is that after this game, uh, Tyreek was being interviewed and they asked him about two, and he said he's going to need a wheelbarrow too for all the money that he's going to have after this season. And then he said, and his cojones. So this is a Tyreek Hill effect. I mean, this is how he's changing the culture here in Miami. We're talking about big old balls on the coach, big old balls on the quarterback, big old balls on the wide receiver, just balls, 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 Chris. All right. Speaking of, uh, Tyreek Hill. This comes from Mina Kimes at Mina Kimes. She says, I guess building the fastest wide receiver group in the NFL was uh, pretty smart. Elite tweet or delete tweet? Elite tweet from Mina. Uh, she gets a lot of hate and uh, she's, I, I really enjoy listening to her, her, her talk. She knows her stuff um, has backed the dolphins before with, with facts and with research. So uh, she's right. Elite tweet. Of course. I mean, like we saw it coming, but it's like, you know, until you see it, it's just, Sam, you know what? It's really hard to put in fucking words, dude. It's like, this is fun. We are hosting yeah. a podcast right now that we've been hosting through a lot of shit, a lot of shit, a lot of bad stuff. Jay Cutler for everything else, a uh, lot of bad stuff. And it's just fun. This is fun. Like, man, this is cool. Two and oh, like it's Bill Belichick and John Harbaugh on the road in Baltimore. Uh, first time since I was 10. And Mina Kimes is right. We got track speed, and it's uh, it's gonna be really tough to stop. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of John Harbaugh and Bill Belichick, um, that's actually a really good 
transition there, Chris, because I threw this out there. This comes from at Perfectville Pod when I said Bill Belichick and John Harbaugh are Super Bowl winning head coaches. Mike McDaniel just beat both of them in consecutive weeks. I'm going to go ahead and go first. Elite tweet because I wrote it. What say you? Elite tweet because you're right. And because uh, Mike McDaniel has a wheelbarrow for his balls. So proof in the pudding being those two guys. Uh, and now, you know, we got to f- go against Stefanski. We got to go against Lovey Smith. Got to go against, uh, you know, Shanahan, his own old guy. You know, he's coming. Uh, we have to go against uh, Sheehan or whatever the hell his name is in, in the Jets. Don't even correct me. Who cares? Solid. Who cares? Fuck him. Fuck him. What's he a salad? The salad, the Jets suck. You don't make you don't make friends with Sally. I cannot right. uh, believe they won that game, by the way. I also don't think you make friends with takes like this. This comes from David Ferronis at David Ferronis underscore when he says, yeah, it's not the Dolphins day. Delete tweet or delete tweet. Um, Let's be honest. We all were probably feeling that at one point during the game. Uh, shout out again to my shitty brother, Brett, for leaving halfway through the game. Uh, I mean, like I'm talking, he drove an hour away to be here to leave at halftime and miss that. Like, I'm going to keep shitting on him. So uh, shout out, Brett, keep listening. Uh, I'll timestamp these and tell you when to listen uh, or support me and listen to the whole show. That'd be great. That'd be nice. Um, yeah. On your drive back at halftime, <laughs> listen to the show. Delete tweet though, because man, now we know, and, and everybody gets a pass this week. Even my brother, right. He'll get a pass, Sam. Cause in the in the past, that game's that game's over. That game's fifty to ten, and we're like, what the hell? We now know. So excuses are over. Everybody had their free free week. Uh, this team can score, so yes. we're never out of it. Don't tweet in the middle of a game. It's not our day. Wait till that final whistle. Yeah. Speaking of people who maybe shouldn't tweet, uh, this comes from our old friend, our good buddy, running CM. At the running CM, he says he got a couple of them here, Chris. He's making to make consecutive appearances. Uh, running CM says Waddle deserves better. Elite tweet or delete tweet? <laughs> well, when you're the third leading receiver in the NFL by on week two and uh, with the game winning touchdown, including a long pass and another touchdown, uh, delete it. Running me and him have a long standing rivalry. I'll never elite his tweet ever. Well, yeah, I guess I know the answer to the next one. This comes from running CM, and he says, uh, don't worry. The midget with no arm will bring them back. Elite tweet or delete tweet? <laughs> I want to say elite because, hey, he dumbass, right. he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Fuck you. Delete tweet running. Yeah, there was a lot of people who uh, did not appreciate that old that old gag from running CM. I'm going to go delete tweet on both of those as well. Running, come on. I mean, the narrative is over, right? I mean, at this point, you're just holding on to nothing. I mean, you got a box full of crap and says, I have a present. I mean, that just does stop it. Stop doing that. It's just not worth it. All right. Just stop uh, watching the team and stop, like, air quotes here, rooting for them. I mean, like, honestly, just what are we doing here? This one comes from, I think you were talking about him earlier. You said Sam Acho. I think you meant Emmanuel Acho. Uh, and he says, Tua passed for four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Tua outscored Baltimore 28-3 in the fourth quarter to win. Tua had six touchdown passes, tying a franchise record. Tua leads the league in passing yards. If Justin Herbert did this, we would put him in the Hall of Fame today. Oh, Elite oh. tweet or delete tweet? Elite tweet, Sam. He's so right. He's so damn right. Um, it, it, it's actually funny because the national narrative and everything has been nice. But he's right. It has. It's not enough. 
It's not enough. I mean, the way these shows are with their takes and and quick fire stuff and how they just change narratives and opinions week after week. The fact that there's not more people jumping on saying, holy shit, you know, watch out for this team, not only the playoffs, but how are you going to stop them type deal? The lack of it is actually surprising, but we'll take it because we're so used to being shit on. Yeah, Emmanuel, you're joining Mike McDaniel. You're joining Tua Tungavailoa. You've got wheelbarrow balls, my friend, because you've been saying this from the beginning. Elite tweet, and that's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. We have the running CM delete tweets. We've got Mina Kimes and Emmanuel Acho with their elite tweets. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Elite tweet, delete tweet. We're going to go take a break. Go check out Cam Rogers and his prediction against the spread for the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills. And then we're coming back, Chris Cullen and myself, to talk about the Buffalo Bills and the Miami wait, Dolphins. Wait, Sam, wait one second. There's All more. Right. I'm ready. I was going to tweet something. Ooh. Um, and I typed it. Mm. I, typed, I typed it on the shitter with the bidet, Sam. Ooh. And you know what? I thought about it's time to wipe. And right before I hit send, I bidet myself. And uh, all I could think of was Sam saying, I have so many tweets on the draft sick section that i never hit send to but man i'd get in trouble if i did and i stopped because of you sam i stopped and uh i, th- I appreciate you i'm finally listening to my co-host after all these years a wise man beyond his years and uh i'm ready to tell you what the tweet would have been well this is exciting yeah oh well uh we'll be back right after these words What's up, everybody? Cam Rogers here with another best bet for the Dolphins this week. Bills and Dolphins in Miami. The Dolphins are getting five and a half points in this matchup, according to Bet Online. How about a history lesson, though? The Bills are seven and oh in their last seven games against Miami. Miami is 9-2 and two against the spread in its last 11 games. I'm expecting a lot of points in this matchup. I would hammer the over. Gabriel Davis should be back at the wide receiver position for Buffalo. While Miami's defense concerns me, especially after that game against Baltimore, even without a run game, the Ravens put up a lot of points. And let's be real, Dolphins fans. That was a lucky outcome last week to come back from 21 points down in the fourth quarter. Buffalo is 6-3-1 ATS in the past 10 meetings with Miami. I'm going with Buffalo here. They are playing fantastically right now. Bills cover minus five and a half in this one. I think the number should be bigger, to be frank with you. Buffalo Bills win and cover. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99. Enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. Sam Marku, Chris Cullen. Welcome to Perfectville, part of the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. And it's time, Chris. We've talked about it a little bit. We've hinted at it. We've celebrated week two, but it's now time to turn our attention back to the AFC East. It's the Buffalo Bills traveling to Miami to play the Miami Dolphins. It is time for the most okayest game preview ever for week three i already know the answer but christopher colon are you ready born ready sir well before we do that it is an afc east opponent and we hate talking about afc east opponents but since we're talking about the bills it seems like we should at least spend a second somewhere else talking about the afc east so let's spend one second talking 
about the AFC East. This is a second on the AFC East. Robert Hell is a douche. That was a second on the AFC East. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, enough with the New York Jets and the stupid-ass New England Patriots who can't believe either one of them won their game week two. But we'll talk about that another time. It's time to talk about the Buffalo Bills, who I can believe won week two and week one and won in convincing fashion, Chris. This Buffalo Bills team is legit, if we didn't think so already. They're the two-time, yes, two-time defending AFC East champions. And they're coming to Miami, where they've been 7-0 and their last seven games against the Miami Dolphins. Beat our ass week two last year, 35 to nothing. Ended our season at the end of 2020. This team has been a thorn in our side for quite some time here, Chris. But it's a new day. Yes, it is. It's a new coach. It's a new era. How does this one play out between the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills? So um, this is a tough one, Sam. And I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible because... We do want to try to provide actual insightful podcasts uh, to our fans as much as we can, uh, other than the buttholes and the farts. Um, but I'm, I'm worried about this game, Sam. It's, it's going to be a tough game. There's no, there's no fucking joke about it. Um, they have just absolutely hosed the first two teams they played, one of which being the goddamn Super Bowl champs on the road to open a season. And then the next one is, um, I mean, they embarrassed Tennessee. They embarrassed Ryan Tannehill. They embarrassed Eric Henry. They embarrassed Mike Vrabel. Um, and they did it on national television and they did it uh, who absolutely. I saw the Tennessee Titans played and Tennessee was the number one seed in the AFC last year. Now they lost AJ Brown. I get that, but the Buffalo bills are no fucking joke, Sam. They're coming in. This is in my opinion, if we're going to split with Buffalo, we have to win this game. I don't see us winning late in Buffalo. Um, this is a home game early in September, uh, early in the season, late in September. Um, this is a game where it's going to be warm. They're going to be in their dark blues. They're coming off a dominating performance where everyone's just saying they're Super Bowl champs before it's even happened. Um, this is the game that Mike McDaniel was brought in for, Sam. This is the game that Tyreek Hill was brought in for. Um I think it'll be closer than they have been. And I think our offense keeps it a ball game till the very last whistle. We'll get to the score prediction later, but uh, we're going to have to make some magic happen. Josh Allen's going to have to make some mistakes and we're going to have to pressure the dude and actually bring him down because as of right now, he is the MVP of the NFL to start this season. It, it, without question, Josh Allen is the MVP uh, through two games. And if you look at how, I mean, just the ease of which they decimated those first two. Yeah, I watched that Monday night game, and it was, wasn't was even a contest. I mean, Ryan Tannehill got benched for a rookie. Uh, Derrick Henry doesn't look like Derrick Henry anymore. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Buffalo Bills defense being so good. I mean, they're the best defense in the NFL. They're the best offense in the NFL. It's really, really difficult to find a hole in their game. But here's what the Miami Dolphins have to do, in my opinion, if they're going to win this game. I am going to grant that the Buffalo Bills are a better overall team at this point. There's just too much evidence to prove otherwise. But the Miami Dolphins had zero turnovers against the Baltimore Ravens. The Miami Dolphins had zero sacks against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And in terms of defense, we we, we clearly Correct. yeah threw a couple of interceptions and got sacked ourselves. They have to make they have to create some turnovers. They have to create some opportunities on defense in order to win this game. I think we can match them on some level when it comes to our receivers. I think our receivers are slightly better than theirs. Their offensive unit overall is better than ours, I would say. But I don't want to get into a full-blown shootout with the Buffalo Bills because their defense, quite frankly, is better than ours. So we're going to have to figure out a way to protect the ball. 
and not give them extra possessions. And we're going to have to figure out a way to steal a couple of possessions, whether that's a fumble recovery, whether that's a turnover on down somehow, you know, fourth and inches on our side of the ball and they decide to go for it. We're going to have to man up and do exactly what we did against Baltimore and turn that ball over that way. Or best yet, probably a couple of interceptions if we can figure it out. Josh Allen, every now and then, will sail a ball. He still has that little bit of old Wyoming quarterback in him. You're going to have to take advantage of that. Xavier Howard almost had a pick six against Lamar Jackson, hit him in the hands, dropped it. Turned out to be a blessing in disguise because I think there would have been too much time for Lamar Jackson to work his magic and go back down. But you can't do that against Buffalo. You're going to have to get the ball in your hands and secure it if that opportunity presents itself. That's how I see them winning this game, Chris. If they're going to win this game, they're going to have to create turnovers on defense. And then hopefully your offense carries over from that Baltimore game into this Buffalo game. Yeah, we have to. If we get a shootout with them, uh, it could be Chiefs Bills esque, honestly, with the way we uh, uh, played uh, against Baltimore. But it's still, you got to think about Baltimore has you know, like rookie safety, like, you know, half injured corners. So I don't want to get too excited against Buffalo when they roll in the town because. Man, Tannehill was just running for his life. Um, they're hitting the, the the receivers and the tight ends as soon as they were catching the ball. Here's what I want to do, Sam. And this is something that we haven't done yet and something that Mike McDaniel uh, came in known for is our running game. Mm. We have to establish the run. We have to keep Josh Allen on the sideline. Have to. Have to do it. And scoring big plays and giving them the ball right back is fun. It's going to be exciting. Um, but that's just not the type of game you want to get into when it comes to Josh Allen and the Bills, because eventually uh, uh, something's going to happen. Something's going to break or there's going to be some kind of stop or a punt or something like that where they're going to hold us. They have a great defense. Sam. So I really want to establish a run and then take advantage of uh, we if we have time of possession in this game at the end of it, we're winners. Um, but we've yet to do it. So I, I, it's one of those things where I, I can't like guarantee it or say it's going to happen because uh most are in in Edmonds uh, other than that last drive with Edmonds had that long run have yet to establish like a long established running game so far we're still bottom barrel for that now obviously the second game we're down big so we had to throw a lot so this would be the perfect time where they're just going to be concentrating on Waddle concentrating on Hill where they're backing up and, and and hitching safeties over the top where we can take advantage and start running the damn ball and if we could do that we can win the game yeah, I mean, we've had time of possession in both of the first two games so far against the Patriots and against the Baltimore Ravens. I think we had the ball 10 minutes more than Baltimore in that game. So I think you're right. You do have to mitigate this quarterback, Josh Allen, and this offense. Personally, to me, I'm looking at this. Greg Rousseau hitting Tua from the blind side scares the shit out of me because him on Greg Little is not a matchup I want to see over and over and over again. And oh, by the way, you have that other guy who's been good for a very long time for the Buffalo, or not for the Buffalo Bills, but in this league, Von Miller, who started off with three sacks week one. This is a very good pass rushing defense. I think trying to get them up the field and then hitting draws to your halfbacks like you talked about might be the way to keep them, you know, uh, on their heels a little bit or at least thinking twice on whether or not they're going to charge out or if they need to contain against that running game, if we can get that going. Here's what I'd like to see on offense. You have Tyreek, you have Jalen. You maybe have to go a little heavy. You have to go Durham Smythe. You have to go Mike Kosicki on the line. You have to have Alec Ingold in there. You're going to have to 
have extra blockers because the Buffalo Bills are going to come and pin their ears back with that defensive line. They're that good. You're going to need extra blockers, which might limit a little bit of what you can do offensively in terms of throwing and running the ball. But I think I'd rather protect Tua. We got to remember Tua got his ribs broken last year against this team. Mm. You got to keep him upright. You got to keep him away from these defenders and see if we can actually see a jailbreak again with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You have to play to your strengths, and those are our strengths. That's how they're going to win. This is a very, very tough matchup. This is probably the most difficult matchup of the year for the Miami Dolphins, and they get to do it twice, this time in Miami. I don't know what the weather is in Miami. Somebody told me it was going to rain, which would be somewhat of a bummer because that's going to you know, slow down the track meet out there as well. But uh, let's just do it, Chris. Who wins this game and by how much? Buffalo, Miami, week three, battle of the undefeateds. All right, so I'm normally optimistic, Sam. We're 2-0. and we're, do- we're doing great stuff. Nationally, we're getting a lot of attention. Um but here's what I, where I'm going to draw a line in the sand, Sam. Uh, Josh Allen's lost once to us in his career. So until we do it, I just I'm not going to expect it, Sam. I'm I think it's a close game. I think we get four tuddies, four tugs, and uh, I just think they get an extra field goal. I'm going to go 31-28 Buffalo on this one. I hate it. I hate it. But I'm going to be realistic. This team we're going to be the talk afterwards is. The Dolphins gave the Bills their toughest fight yet. That's what it's going to be because it's been just two routes before us. And they're going to say we're close. They're going to say we're going to be there. But I just, until they do it, Sam, I mean, we've had playoffs on the line at home. All we had to do was win against half backups, and we still couldn't do it. So until we do it, prove me otherwise. I'm not leaving at halftime, not tweeting about bleep. I'm gonna just think until you prove me wrong and i would love to be wrong and be three and oh but i i'm gonna say it's buffalo 31 miami 28 31 28 buffalo over miami christopher colin taking the realistic approach to his game uh predictions here i don't think i don't think you're wrong <laughs> i mean that's the thing <laughs> uh, buffalo is fucking good ladies and gentlemen so and i good. don't want to say it you don't want to say it but buffalo is the best team in the nfl right now until hopefully the miami dolphins can prove them wrong here's the problem when you're thinking of everything has to go right for in order for this team to win that tells you who's the better team in my opinion um i think we're going to learn a lot from this game i think we're going to see the resolve of the miami dolphins but I looked at the injury report today here, Chris, and it doesn't look good. Xavier Howard is on the injury report. Teron Armstead is back on there with a bad toe. You've got people that we are relying on for this offense and defense to succeed now on the injury report. Granted, Buffalo has the same thing. And if you look at it, they're coming on a short week. They're coming to Miami. Miami's got a lot of momentum. So there's a lot of juice for the Miami Dolphins to possibly carry over and win this game. And I hope they do. But you've got it 31-28. I've got it. 24 to 15. I don't think we get out of the blocks. This defense is so good. I think it gets away from us a little bit later in the fourth quarter. I think it'll be close up until the very end. And I think they're just going to put the stamp on us as we, you know, maybe go in for one more drive and they stop us and then go just put the final score and put this out of reach. I don't think it's going to be the track meet that we've seen so far from the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, but I got it 24 15 Buffalo Bills. Sorry, town of Perfectville. I mean, let's be honest, too. We won this last game against Baltimore, but we couldn't stop Lamar Jackson. We could not stop their offense at all. Um, we had to score more points. We had to score in the 40s to barely win, Sam. So uh, defense was not looking great. Now, is Josh Allen Lamar Jackson running-wise? No, but he's better throwing, and he can run, 
So if we're going to not get any pressure from Ogba when Jalen Phillips is getting double teamed and Melvin Ingram's nowhere to be seen, then, well, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be it's tough to pick against the Buffalo Bills at this moment. And if you don't agree with us, you're just being biased assholes. And just real quick, Sam, before we uh, shut the door on this week's uh, edition of Perfectville, as of now, 1 p.m. kickoff, you're looking at 85 degrees, 50% chance of rain, 10 mile per hour winds at 1 p.m. in Miami. So does that bode well for them or for us? I don't know. Um, well, 85 yes. and moist is good for the Miami Dolphins, right? I think but so. rain, but rain kind of blocks the sun hitting down on their sidelines. So there it's goes kind the of a heat. wash. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll just have to see. Sam, let, let's just put it this way, guys. Are we confident in our team? Absolutely. If they win, would we be surprised? No. But let's be realistic. Let's enjoy the game. It's a home game. Uh, Big E, shout out to him, by the way, is just called for y'all getting there 10 minutes, 30 minutes early, packing the seats. So that kickoff is loud. It's bolsterous. Um, Tua mentioned today in his press conference that it was the most packed he has ever seen our stadium week one. Uh, So it's just that's exciting. Everybody's yeah. excited. Uh, uh, roll with this. Maybe you make a difference. Maybe you make a difference and it's 3128 Miami and it's because of you. So get out there and be somebody. Well, and the other thing I would say is we were both of the, of the opinion before the season that if we go two and two, if we can survive this onslaught early, that's good for the Miami Dolphins. Now I'm looking at this going, there's a very realistic chance that they go three and one. Three and one. So Absolutely. The expectations have changed. So we may be predicting a loss this game ladies and gentlemen but the expectations from sam and chris and the town of perfectville are higher than they were so take comfort yeah, in that and, and i challenge you i challenge you i teased this in the beginning of the show i challenge you even if we lose to buffalo i, I see a win in cincy oh spoiler alert for next week's episode mm. uh i see a win in cincy um and you know what look at the games after that that that's it that's all i'm asking you look at the next five to six to eight games I see a lot of dubs. I see a lot of tugs. I le- I see a lot of tutties. No cap, Sam. I see it. I see it. So let's 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 get down to business. Get ready. And uh, if we shock the world, fuck four and zero. Goddamn, Sam. I'm throwing a party. No tugs in the Cleveland game. However, all right. Uh, with nothing left to say. Oh, Chris just spit his soda or beer right through his nose. He liked that old jerk off joke that I did. But on behalf of Chris Cullen, Sam Marku, and the entire Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag, the only thing left, only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfect Bill. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.